The Those Guys with Ships Show is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. Sorry for anybody who's listening to this, like the car or something. Those chips are like, whoa. <laughs> are are those uh, are those the uh, uh, the sun chips bag? No, this would be a pure protein, uh, gluten free energy bar. Twenty one grams of protein, three grams of sugar, um, one hundred eighty calories. So, do you know what I'm talking about? I refer to the sun chips bag. I have I have been a, a purchaser of the sun chips in the past. Yes, uh, the the new one, the new one hundred percent recyclable bag. Oh no, I have not. Is, does, so is there it is make, uh, there is a new ahead. bag that Sunchips put out. It's a hundred percent recyclable, but when you crinkle it, it crinkles at a whopping ninety five decibels. Ooh, wow, that's, that's nice. Serious that's, business. Yeah, no. It's there's 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 footage of it on the internet. Like you can like when the guy crinkles the bag, he his voice gets drowned out in the microphone by the sound of the bag crinkling. It's it's pretty wild, and people have talked about it on the internet that like you like try and eat chips. Or like while watching like a TV show or something, it's like characters talking, characters talking, bag crunkling for for five seconds, characters talking again. Like mm. it's, it drowns out any sort of conversation whatsoever. I bet it's not chocolatey delicious like this is though. Ugh. Oh my! Good radio eating while you're eating while right? you're doing the show. I, that Gleep has officially stopped caring. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's, re- he's sitting there right now in his underwear, he's eating eating food and. Uh, drinking, drinking alcohol, and just you just didn't care no more. He's he's reached that the point that you do in every relationship where you just sort of like the facade comes down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, the, the Gleep is a teetotaler. I bet Ace, you're a teetotaler as well, aren't you? I am. Oh, God, yeah. come uh, Citizen Con's going to be so boring with the two of you. Oh, I may be a teetotaler, but I'm also a theater person. You don't have to worry about things being lively. I promise you that. <laughs> Great. So you so you'll be singing show tunes while the rest of us are doing shots. Exactly. Lovely. Yeah, well, I cannot wait we'll, for Mark to, uh, to to be there <laughs> drinking with me. Oh God, Jonto doesn't drink either. Really? I didn't know. As far as I'm aware, well, I, I'm I okay. Look, I assume Jonto doesn't drink because he's such a nice young man. We'll have to see, but we'll have to confirm this possibly in the future on a on a future episode. We'll have to quiz him about his alcoholic intake. His alcohol intake, yeah, okay. Yes, because if you're <laughs> if you're intaking alcoholics, that's a problem. I think that borders on cannibalism. <laughs> it's so hard to get him on the show. Let's not scare him away, guys. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> we may already have with the crinkly bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. All right, well, um, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this is episode 70 of the Those Guys with Ships show, our gaming community podcast, in which we discuss the Those Guys with Ships gaming community and all the things that gaming communities discuss. Do not be frightened. I'm frightened. I'm, I'm... Today is May 16th, 2946. So, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ruined it. We had an awkward silence. We haven't had one of those in a long time. Mm, okay. It's in the garbage. I, I put it in the garbage. It's gone now. Anyway, you were saying, Jimmy? Oh, I was just going to say uh, 2946 in reference to Star Citizen. While uh, this is uh, a, a um, community-based show, it is based uh, predominantly around Star Citizen. But interestingly enough... Um, I think uh, when we come back from our slight hiatus, the next TGWS show is going to be about all the things that we're playing that are not Star Citizen. Is that right? I've heard talk about that. Oh, my God. It's eating your food. <laughs> your last we, um, we spend... We're, we're, we're so involved with Star Citizen, and we're so... Um, we're, we're such fanboys of, of, the, of the 
game that we basically have two podcasts. One is a news podcast that Gleep and I do, and then the other one is uh, the community show. Uh, and most of the time we talk about topics that relate to Star Citizen. Um, but next, the next those guys with ship show that we do we're going to be talking about all the other games that we've been playing yes we are be good times but you know what's going to happen between now a and break? then memorial uh-huh. day a little time time off. to get your weenie on <laughs> oh my oh my so boy, memorial day so oh awesome so my uh my birthday falls on memorial weekend i'm excited you That's like be. the 18th time you've dropped that your birthday is coming up. Do you want something? Do you, do you, do you want I've, to send us a, a list? Do you want to dude, link us I, to your I, Amazon I, wish list I, or something? I sent you a totally adorable puppy picture for your birthday, and I got no response. I was busy handling tickets, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture, Gleep. Thank you very much. Uh, adorable. To, Not to, beautiful. It's adorable. To, to your point, Jimmy... Uh, along with Gleep's puppy picture, you're going to send me a poster of one of those kitties hanging on a wire that says, hang in there, Perfect. baby. <laughs> so, so Gleep, from Memorial Day, are you going to the barbecue? Not a barbecue. Are you going to the barbecue? The barbecue? I don't think so. Actually, we have a, we have a sadness <sighs> trip to make uh, this Memorial you're Day. You're supposed to say, what barbecue? What barbecue is that, the Jimmy? The one where I slap my meat on your grill. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Well, it's gone. Over, this podcast has gotten off to a great start. We are completely off the rails on this one, people. Where's John? Where's John? John? It's, it's, Poor John me. and Mark yeah. are going to be like, what yeah. happened to these yeah. guys? It's well, that's yeah. It's because Mark's not here. Um, Mark is uh, is away on assignment, and he will be missed this evening. Keeps he will us, be keeps us in line. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mark keeps us in line, right? He's, yes. he's as bad as so, the rest of us. That is that is that is correct as well. So no show um, next week uh, on um, May thirty first because of the holiday weekend. But we will be back the following Tuesday with episode one hundred and sixteen. Now you see, huh? yeah, yeah. So we that's, jumped. That's we a, jumped from what sixty seventy. Nine, 70, yeah. 70, yeah, 116. Right. All right there. Continuity. Fantastic. That's a, con- that's a continuity. teaser. Continuity. I like it. <laughs> that's a Bushism of uh-huh. heard Indeed. Continuity. Continu- Not continuity. Right, right. Continuity. continuity. I like it. I love it. I'm going to use that from now on. All right. Well, that's a little teaser for some news that we will be discussing. It's not a big thing, but uh, I, some news that we will be discussing when we come back, uh, as soon as John and I figure out exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no for, no format changes or anything like that. We're just uh, we're changing the numbering convention. So uh, do not, as I mentioned before, do not be frightened. I know that I am. And speaking of our last community show, I did want to mention that our friend Dietrich posted an interesting and perhaps provocative missive in the forums to do with our discussion of uh, PvP griefing and harassment. Yes, yeah. Have you guys read it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. I have. It is, a, it is an interesting perspective. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I don't necessarily disagree with it. I Well, I think we should probably not get into it tonight. I agree. But I just wanted to... Put that out there so that folks go to the website, and there will be a link in the show notes to the article, um, and uh, weigh in on your thoughts, and uh, perhaps we will discuss it in a later episode. I Indeed. like it. It is, it is a good um, thought-provoking um, thread, and absolutely worth checking out. Yes, it is. And um, it's been, what, three weeks now? So can we spoil Civil um, War, please? I think, it's, yeah, I think it's fair to say that we can spoil it at this point. Because okay, it was we're awesome, talk about Civil I'm War dying to talk about it. Three minutes, we're going to talk. No, five minutes. Five minutes. So if, if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to be spurlt, then uh, go um, go make a cup of tea. And I back. am looking at the timer, and we are starting our five minutes boil fest in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so that is how you do a superhero versus superhero movie. I so agree. Yes, Holy I loved cow. it. I mean, there, there, there's motivation there. There's passion. You, you, you don't like. I went in team Cap. I left team. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt sorry for Iron Man more than anything else. Yeah. I just felt yeah. sorry he, for he him. Kind of, he kind of 
hitched his wagon to the wrong horse, but I understand his reasoning. Well, mm-hmm. he hitched his, wrong, his, his wagon to the wrong horse and got burned yeah. for it at the no, end. No, no, totally, totally. Um, but no, it was great. I, I really loved uh, the surprise twist at the end. Um, you know, that like where where Tony was kind of like, okay, maybe I was wrong. And then he kind of went to help out Cap um, and the Winter Soldier and then was like, oh, seriously, I'm going to have to kill you now. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that that we've had world-spanning, terrible villains that are going to destroy the universe, and you have one guy who just really hates these guys and just wants to make their day terrible. It was, um, and that's mm -hmm. that's that's all he really wants to do, and and everything turns out to be just a ploy, just to tear these people apart. And the, the end of the movie sees the villain not fighting them, but sitting outside. Basically, having a smoke, yeah. waiting for his chance to die. Yep. Um, I thought uh, I thought that was great as well. Um, I, I love the fact that they made this particular movie, uh, this Captain America movie, which people forget that sometimes they seem to think it's an Avengers movie, but it's not. Um, they made this Captain uh, Captain America movie um, very personal and and on a, a smaller scale, where the, the cities weren't getting destroyed, the planet wasn't in jeopardy. Um, it was a smaller movie with a smaller villain, and I just thought that they just did a phenomenal job. And all of those characters, um, even the characters that they, they introduced, um, I thought that they served them well. For example, in Batman versus Superman, you get a sneak peek at the Justice League by Batman sitting at a, at a computer basically watching a promo, which is just a really cheap way to do it, in my opinion. Um, with... Captain America Civil War, we get a taste of Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, which that kid's amazing. Um, we get... <laughs> so we get funny. Tom Holland nails it as yeah, Peter Parker. he really does. He is Peter Parker. Um, I loved his New York accent, too. It's just perfect. Um, we get a taste of Black Panther. Uh, we get... Uh, Black Panther gets his whole arc. Yeah. He gets an entire arc in that movie. Mm-hmm. They introduce him in the film, and they give him an entire starting arc. And I'm like, wow, yeah. all right, yep. we've seen the Black Panther movie. Done. They, they did a phenomenal job of balancing all of those characters and giving all of them um, a reason to pick a side and a reason to do what they do that was clear and made sense. Yeah, yep. I agree. Well, and it was interesting. Did either of you guys ever read the comic book storyline for Civil War? No. No. The comic book storyline is problematic, to say the least. Um, instead of personal, the argument between Tony and Cap is much more ideological, based around the Superhero Registration Act, which is it's all political items. And it was written in the in the the uh, Bush era of politics where it's a lot about registration and, and whether or not, you know, how we should treat prisoners of war and I remember a lot of that sort of I, I wikied, couched in yeah, that. Yeah, I wikied that. Um, and so I never read the story, but I wikied that going in. And yeah, I, I agree with you as far as the problems with, uh, with that. I like this story so much better because it has the same central conflict. How do we handle being superheroes and right. how, do, how are we, what is our place in the world? But the, the, the conflict is much more personal between Tony and Cap. And they have much more personal reasons for standing where they do. Um, I mean, I feel it's interesting that, that Captain America, over the course of his three movies, has had an interestingly uh, more and more distrustful of large government behavior. Which is ironic because in the first Captain America. It is because in the first movie he's you know he's rah rah Captain America he's you know symbol of the war effort, and then in Civil War or in, or in Winter Soldier you have him lose that support structure in Shield and he's like well if I can't trust large organizations who can I trust and it's interesting that his his answer is trust in people right mm-hmm. and it's interesting how his trust in the fact that Bucky is in there somewhere. Um, in some respects, blinds him to the fact that Tony's his friend, too. Oh, it totally is a blind spot. Bucky is definitely a blind spot. He's willing to turn his his uh, his mind aside for... His, his sense of justice aside for... Uh, five minutes. Uh, uh, We've uh, reached five minutes. Oh, t- and here I was going to talk about the, one of the other major spoilers, but oh well. We'll, t- we'll <laughs> another, save it for later. Another time. I think I think in conclusion we all agree as far as superhero fight movies go, um, Captain America Civil War destroyed Batman versus Superman. 
Oh, I agree. If there's one th- one thing that I have problematic with it, it's that all of the super fancy, amazing characterization that we love in these movies does sort of require that you have seen them all previously. To some extent. To some extent, yeah. But, I, you know, I think that they, they you know, as mentioned in our, uh, this is the spoiler-free segment, um, as mentioned earlier, I think that they did a fantastic job balancing that many superheroes in a movie that was a Captain America-specific movie. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I think they did mm-hmm. a much better job than Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And I laughed. I yeah. laughed much harder oh my than God. I have at the, any other superhero movie, the, I think. The darker moments felt real and the lighter moments felt real nothing felt forced marvel i I don't marvel really just they can they can do no wrong even their weaker superhero movies are still good movies you know it's funny i i my wife and i like i was like well you know we're gonna see captain america and i know ant Ant man is supposed to be in it in some capacity um let's go let's let's watch ant man so we rented it off off online and I was like, I have no idea what to expect of this film. It could be good. It could be bad. At the time that it was, it was in the, it was sort of like buzz was sort of like, mm, we'll see how it does. We sat down and watched it. And ostensibly for one of the weaker Marvel movies, it was amazing. It's, it was hilarious. It's adorable. Yeah, it's it really like, is. Paul Rudd crushes it. I also love, and I don't think this is a spoiler, but I also love that in Captain America Civil War, he, it is the only, I think it's one of the only times that we hear... Um, Cap be called Captain America, like completely, you know, like like usually people oh, yeah, call, him, he, call him Captain Rogers or they call him Steve, Steve. or they call him Cap. And I love that Ant Man was like, "Yes, Captain America, absolutely, Captain America." <laughs> you can tell he's a fanboy. I feel like I feel like him and Coulson would have uh, definitely nerded out over the fact that they knew Captain yeah, America. Yeah, totally, totally. All right. Well, do we all feel better? Now? I think so. Indeed. I do. Okay, so um, guys, I'm going to go uh, take a nap. Um, you guys talk controllers and, and uh, uh, send me a text when you're done. Okay. <laughs> oh man. So you have some you have some of the discussion, some stuff to add to the discussion. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure I probably do. That was a joke, Ace. You see, I was worried that you, in your old age, you just needed to take a nap and just lie down for a bit. That wasn't necessary. What you just said. <laughs> that was just mean. <laughs> All right, so let's talk out of controller. <laughs> and we lost. There he goes. He's out. He's out. We lost him. So I've been um, I, I've been using a um, I, I've been playing predominantly with uh, throttle and not really using uh, the stick. Um, I've been using uh, the thrustmaster, the cheaper thrustmaster. Uh, right. And I, I have had the stick up on my desk. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes to my um, my last iteration of my desk layout. Uh, and I would go to the stick and use it from time to time. But I, honestly, I just kept going back to the mouse. And at the end of the day, um, there is a certain amount of comfort versus immersion that I, I'm willing to sacrifice. I don't have to have a stick, but I love the throttle. You know, we've talked about this. So, Boy, I got to say, comfort versus immersion defines my description of how I feel with the Oculus. That That, that, that is the exact okay. way... That describes how I feel using it. Okay. Because uh, it is. It's a matter of comfort right. versus immersion. Right, right. No, totally. Um, and speaking of uh, the Oculus, there's a, a, a thing that we're going to talk about after we talk about um, stick and throttle. But I've come to the realization that I am truly a hot hand player. House, uh, a hand house. Uh, house. Wow, I said it again. <laughs> hand <clears throat> on uh, throttle and mouse. Um, I really enjoy the control of the mouse, and I really enjoy the control of the throttle. I'm really not a fan of the stick. So I've kind of um, come to the realization that that is my play style. So I decided that I would uh, test a different throttle and see how I felt about it. Um, and I went ahead and purchased a uh, CH Products Pro Throttle. CH Products makes good stuff. They make really good throttles, really good equipment. Kind of hated it. Really? Oh. Really? I am actually surprised. Kind of hated it. Um, wow. Yeah, so I, I got it. it. It came. I was excited because the thing is that the, the Thrustmaster, the throttle and the stick are conjoined twins. They um, You can either 
uh, latch them together and uh, use them as one unit, or you can separate them, but there's a cable that ties the two together. So uh, the, the I love the throttle. I hate the stick. I can't get rid of the stick. So I was like, well, let me, let me try this um, CH Products throttle because it's really one of the only standalone throttles on the market. And so I got it, and I, it just it, it felt kind of cheap. Um, mm. I didn't like the fact that the throttle was um, flat. It wasn't arched. Um, I kind of like that, that uh, okay. arch up that you get um, from the Thrustmaster and from a lot of other throttles. Right. Um, and then I found mapping it to be a challenge. And I, I am like one of the reasons why I don't play Arma is because I hate mods. I just want to. I just want to turn my game on and I just want it to work. Um, this, as a quick aside, was a recent experience that I also had with DayZ versus H1Z1. I'm, I'm really enjoying playing H1Z1 because I can turn the game on and it works. When I tried to play DayZ, it was just too much of a headache. So, a lot of configuration involved. Right. I, I don't want to deal with configuration. I just want to play a game. And so when I tried to program the, um, the CH Products throttle, it just didn't come naturally and then it was like I had to go online and find some you know an alternative program and I just got to the point where I was so frustrated with it that I was like you know what the the thrustmaster just works and it works well and it's cheap you know so I, I right. ended up I, I just it, it it was a little too light the um, the CH products uh, pro throttle a little too light um, and a little too difficult to configure for my taste. Are you going to consider getting the the higher end Thrustmaster uh, uh, throttle assembly? Well, it's interesting. I um, yes and no. I'm not necessarily interested in like a warthog. I'm not necessarily interested in something that is modeled exactly after um, a, a fighter, uh, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not I'm not interested in in a flight simulator in that respect. But I am interested in uh, the uh, new one, the Cytec. Uh, Pro uh, the X fifty six Rhino um, for uh, space sims. So this is their second generation version of the X fifty five, which notably had a lot of uh, um, quality assurance issues with the way it was designed. Some models were fantastic and lasted a long time. Some people had them for six months and they fell apart. So uh, further, the X fifty six is a little bit more stable in terms of quality control across the board. Yeah, that was what I had heard, and I'm definitely interested in giving that a try. The, the only thing that's frustrating about that and, and about all of the higher-end throttles is that I have to get a stick as well. So here's my question about your—and I, I, I guess my, my other question would be, if you got a high-end stick, do you think maybe it might work better for you? I, it might be— I don't think so, honestly. I, I really enjoy um, flying with a mouse. I really enjoy the precision of a mouse. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to give it another go-around. But, I mean, right. but honestly, for how cheap uh, purchase price the, the Thrustmaster was— the, it, it works great, and the stick works great. You know, there, I don't have any problems. There aren't any programming problems with the stick. There aren't any responsiveness problems with the stick. I just don't like flying with a stick. Fair enough. That, that's fair enough. I mean, here's the, the, the funny thing is, is that I am the other side of that equation. I am, uh, uh, let's see here, uh, hands-on throttle and uh, mouse, Hotam. Or not? Excuse me. Hands on. Uh, ho- See, even you're even you're getting tongue tied. I know. Hands on stick and mouse. Hosam. There we go. Ah, okay. Uh, so because I because I'm a lefty pilot, right? As I've mentioned numerous times before. So I have my joystick here and my left hand, and I have my mouse in my right, and my mouse is all configured to be a, uh, a throttle. So all the face buttons do different things. Uh, I I can use the mouse to look around the cockpit while I'm flying. And for me, it's a. I've. I've. And you're right. I, I mean, I've grown up flying with a joystick, so for me, it's it's second nature. Uh, any game where I can use a joystick in and and fly with one, I will. This includes emulated copies of Star Fox sixty four. <laughs> nice. Um, so I really, I really like flying with a joystick. Um, I'm I'm in the same issue though, because my quest is to find a left-handed Hotas. Yeah, they do not exist. Uh, and I hope for one day that it will. 
but it's like they they just don't make a thing that fits my my uh, hands, my style. I'm really surprised so. that they don't make um, that they don't make a dual stick. Maybe, maybe it's just um, not popular, or because I know a lot of people you talk could, about that. There, there is there was a dual stick um, configuration that was bandied about for a while. That was suggested to be something good for like Mech Warrior because Mech Warrior is traditionally yeah that makes sense two sticks. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I mean, there was even the Steel Battalion, the giant one hundred and seventy dollar controller that included. Ooh, I remember that. Yeah, all the buttons, the joystick, and the two joysticks and foot pedals. Like now that like, came out for for X, the original Xbox, the, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Um, and then there was and and you know nowadays you can buy two Thrustmaster sixteen hundred M's, which is the joystick that I have here. And you can configure them to mirror each other. And so you can do dual stick if you wanted to. And I've considered doing that in, at, at some point in the future, having two joysticks and just running them side by side. Because I know that uh, uh, at least Star Citizen, I'm not sure about other games, but Star Citizen will read a secondary joystick as a control surface. So there are people out there who fly Star Citizen with a double joystick setup. Interesting. Okay. Well, so, some of the ships have that. I mean, like in yes, the, the Aurora in the cockpit, does. Right? Yeah, the Aurora yep. especially has two joysticks, and it makes sense. I mean, if you look at the uh, control surfaces for an astronaut's flight suit, it's it's two little thumbsticks because you need to be able to control up, down, left, right, forward, back, side to side. I mean, you're controlling directions in a 360 degree globe. Uh, you 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 know, one joystick is not enough to express all of the movement that you can do in that. Fair enough. That oh, that make that makes perfect sense. I for me though, like um, if you look at the photo that I have linked, um, my most recent purchase was I purchased a. Uh, it's called a Stand Steady, and it's this um, like uh, like a mouse pad that you can um, attach to your desk. So if you look at the picture that I have posted here of my desk, you can see the um, on the right and left hand side the little kind of um, wooden standoffs that are underneath the desk where the where the tray is to the left and the right. Is this yep. in your, your form report? Yeah, yeah, in the form report. Looking at it right now. So there's... Oh, that's what that is. I wondered what that right, was. Right, so you've got the tray there, the keyboard tray, and then to the right and the left, you've got these kind of little wooden um, standoffs that are under the desk but line up basically with the keyboard tray, right? Right. So this little, like, mouse clamp that I purchased clips beautifully to the left-hand side um, wooden standoff. And so now the throttle sits perfectly in alignment with, um, with my chair. Like, no, it, that's it drops, nice. it, so it comes off of the uh, keyboard tray and drops down about mm, two inches or so and sits perfectly right where I want it for, um, for space combat. So is that a Naga there next to it? Yes. Okay. And do you use that for FPS? Uh, I've got... Um, so I've got an Orb Weaver and a Naga, and I use those for everything. Um, and, well, and then uh, okay. when I jump into my ship, then I switch over to the throttle. Editing, editing and all that stuff used for hotkeys? Yeah, I use it, that use it for everything. And then I use my keyboard for secondary stuff, stuff that, like, like if I need to pull up um, my friends list or if I need to pull up... Um, you know the chat bar; um, those types of things are what I use the keyboard for. Ah, uh, okay. So, but yeah, but all all three of them are are, are Chroma, um, and all three of them are fully programmable, which is great. Um, I'm able to tweak the Orb Weaver just a little bit here and there um, to get certain movements to be more fluid, more natural, and uh, so that combination plus the throttle, I'm just I'm very very happy with with the current setup, and for sure. Definitely hot ham. No, so I'm question. I'm curious here. Have you bothered to download the Thrustmaster software? No, for configuration. No, there's no there's All no right. need to. You you plug it. Fair you enough. Plug it in. The the beautiful thing is that like with the Thrustmaster anyway, I plug it in. I go into Star Citizen. I I I. I um, write. You know, I, I associate all of the commands with the throttle. I export that as a file and it's saved. So whenever they, you know, make changes or whatever, I just import that file back in again, uh, and it's, it was just easy. Right. There's no secondary I, software. I, there's no trying to figure stuff out. It it just works. I use the secondary software to configure the controls for other games. Uh, 
most notably X-Wing Alliance, because X-Wing Alliance is a backwards 90s era game. And uh, and the uh, yaw and roll pitches are reversed by default in X-Wing Alliance, and you can't change it in the game. Oh, wow. So I, so I change it outside of the game so that the inputs are reversed on the joystick, and then when you play the game, it flips them back by default. So, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So, now, moving on to um, additional uh, controllers and or peripherals, I just recently discovered the Roto Motorized VR Chair. I'm kind of bummed that Mark isn't here because uh, he would sympathize with me that this I would like to uh, extensively name this the Virtual Vomit Comet. <laughs> that looks like it too. This is huh. pretty incredible. All, all it does is spin around in a circle. Well, right? it, it, yeah. it syncs up to your VR experience. So, if for right, example, yeah. the chair is designed to, and and you see this in the playthrough video, which will also be linked in the show notes. If you're on a roller coaster, for example, um, the chair is going to uh, rotate to mimic that roller coaster. And so it also kind of mimics, um, it looks like it just goes around in circles um, so that, you know, if you're driving, it's a really good driving experience. I don't know. Having driven, I don't feel like if, unless I'm actually spinning in the car, I don't feel like this would would very accurately, or, or at least maybe drifting maybe. I don't think this would terribly feel very accurate. I feel like it would just be headache-inducing, honestly. That, and I feel like I would constantly have a fear of falling over. Well, and that, that the chair would overbalance and I would just fall over flat on my well, face. Well, and that's that's the thing is like for those of us that get motion sickness, um, like this this looks incredible, and the 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 price tag on it is remarkably cheap at five ninety nine. Um, Wow, that's is that all? all it is. I was looking for the price. I couldn't find it. The thing it. is, yeah. like you know, the the DX Racer chair, for example, the the quote unquote gamers chair. Um, I have a DX Racer. It's not cheap. It's like you know three fifty. You know, so for another you know one hundred and fifty dollars to have a virtual chair that that spins and moves uh, along with your virtual experience is pretty cool. I wonder how durable it is. It looks pretty. I couldn't imagine. It, you know, it looks like it looks like a DX racer. It, it looks like it's a a fairly durable chair. Because you know, gamers they don't. Not all of us are spelt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I guess my other question is is I bet you that's a that thing is a huge pain to move. I can't imagine it's that light. cannot be. Yeah, I can. I also can't imagine that'd be easily collapsible or or removable. No, like, no, it doesn't slide under the bed for convenience storage. No. Now the nice thing about the gamer chair that I have is it's got built-in speakers and stuff into the into the seat and the headrest, but it's collapsible, so I can fold it up, put it up against the wall. So yeah. if if the wife and I want to sit in front of the TV and watch something on the couch, I don't necessarily have to have this chair hulking in front of the television. Well, yeah. or, or you could have a house with your own personal office, like some of us. <sighs> some of us are young and poor. You don't have to worry about. We make do. You don't have to worry about stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's funny because it's like it's frustrating for me because I'm really curious about Oculus in relation to Star Citizen, and this chair is like in that respect, this chair is right up my alley because it's just like okay, cool. The, you know, you use the Oculus Rift, you use this chair, you're really going to feel like you're flying a spaceship. You know, I mean, you're really going to get put into the pilot seat. But I get motion sickness, and so it's just like I know that that is just going to make it worse. Yeah, well, and, and and since we're since we're on the topic, the Oculus has a long way to go to even being comfortable to use. Uh, you're talking about immersion versus comfort, and that has been my experience with using the Oculus. Uh, when um, Bennu shipped it my way, thank you very much, sir, for 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 providing a service to everybody to test this thing out and to give it a try. Uh, it's very generous of him to do, but I just could not make it. A comfortable piece of equipment to use. Um, part of this may be the fact that it was a DK2. I understand that the the uh, customer version, the CV, is is mu- the CV. The customer version is much better in terms of uh, making you less heads, making you less sick, or being easier to configure. Um, but also the games, getting the games to work with it was a real challenge. The only game that I ever managed to get to work really well and feel really seamless was Skyrim of all games. Interesting. Huh. Okay. At, 
Skyrim was a lot of fun to play with it because uh, you weren't entirely removed from the using your mouse to move around, but the mouse and the Oculus sort of shared control as to how your character looked around and how the character moved. Um, but it meant that it felt very immersive. Like, you know, when you enter a dungeon in a lot of games, you're, just, you're focused on looking straight or, down. Or home. Or home. <laughs> you're... you're you're focused on looking straight at you know where you're going to go, but with the Oculus on, I had like a lot more interest in looking up because like it was an easy thing to do. Right. I mean, when mm. you enter like when you enter like in a cave and in and like if you're going like cave diving or if you're exploring, there's the human uh, uh, instinct to look up at the ceiling because you're underground. And I felt that sort of sense of wonder and interest doing that more with the Oculus on, like I, you know walk into a cave look up and see the skylight and be like wow that's so cool i can actually see that i can look around this is all Golly. very neat well and like when you would uh like if some uh, a mage would send a fireball at me like dodging out of the way felt felt uh much more immediate and more realistic um but i had a very hard time trying to get it configured for star citizen or trying to get it configured for arma and the fact that I wear glasses, they're not very thick. They're actually pretty pretty slim and pretty small. But uh, getting that those to sit comfortably inside the Oculus oh, yeah, and that's not have be it. Brutal. Oh, it was painful. Like physically, mm. actually painful. I get that. Um, I wear um, my daily driver is contact lenses. So like when I go to work and stuff, I wear contacts. But when I come home, they immediately come out and I put my glasses on. And I've experienced that just with my gaming headset, you know, I'm sure you guys have too, where, you know, the, the headset pushes up against the sides of your glasses. Um, and after a while, Ow. it hurts your ears. So yeah. I can't even imagine because yeah. the Oculus is, is more, uh, you know, intrusive in, the, in that it covers the whole front of your face. Um, oh, man, trying to wear these headphones, because these are, these are uh, G35s, uh, the Logitech G35s, uh-huh. so they, they're full foam encapsulation of the ears and the oculus with all its wires and headbands and everything and then trying to boot up the game whatever it is and then having to pull the oculus up off my face so i could make sure it was configured properly and then bring it back down and get in the menus and then make sure that was i mean just like after a while i just like i put it aside be like i'm just gonna go play something else (laughs) go play i'm gonna go anything else Right, I'm going to go play on my Xbox or whatever. I'm just not, I just cannot, I just can't handle this. And for a while, it sat, it just sat here boxed up, trying to figure out where to ship it to, who to ship it to next, because I just didn't want to bother with it anymore. Right. Uh, but I'm very, very, very glad that, that, I was, that I was offered the chance to try out the technology, and I am absolutely certain that uh, with the, the advent of stuff like the CV and certainly the Vive, I've heard amazing things about the Vive's experience. Uh, not not least of which is videos of people uh, losing their cool while using the Vive and uh, uh, taking instinct under control and running into walls when they're trying to escape something. Have you guys seen those? Yeah, no, absolutely. They're very very footage cool. of people people like like uh, wearing the Vive and playing a game and then they like a, like a horror game. They like they they turn to run to get away from it, and they don't realize that, that there <laughs> yep, is a yep. wall in front of them, and they run right there's, into it. There's a lot of interesting stuff coming out in the world of uh, VR and AR, augmented reality as well. Um, it's going to be curious. I'm curious to see how how that stuff progresses. And I know that Oculus is is working on a a physical, not a software, but a physical based adjustment that should help with motion sickness. So I haven't given up on the idea of using it completely, but Moving on, I have to take a second to... Um, we're, we're not going to get too into the forum report this week because we're spending a lot of time talking about out-of-controller. But in the forums, uh, what is it, uh, Treshmire uh, posted a uh, TGWS power grid setup for the Roku. Is this for the Roku? Yeah, for the Roku. Yeah. Now this... Like I, I've been, I've been curious about the Roku. Yes. But looking at this setup, did you guys see the picture of his? Uh, his yeah, the, the bottom yeah. picture where he's got the X fifty five set up. That is impressive, and the fact that he's got um, all of the uh, ship ship bound commands that easily and it's, accessible. It's branded. Look at that. You see that verse cast button uh-huh. right there? Look at that. It's so yep. pretty. That was very cool. Uh, this is, uh, there'll be a link to this in the show notes as well. If you're interested in uh, the Rocat, 
Uh, I haven't really messed with it. Um, I, I've just kind of been watching it, and I've been watching people uh, writing software for it, and it just seems to be getting cooler and cooler. Um, and I really, really like um, what he did, what um, Treshmeyer did with um, with this particular app and the way that he wrote this. Um, you know, aside from the branding, which is awesome, um, everything is laid out really easy to see. And so I'm actually tempted to fire up my old um, iPad uh, and uh, give this a try. As a pilot, as a pilot nerd, as someone who's flown planes with other other pilots. Having LCD screens like this in front of your controls tickles my my fancy like nothing else yeah. because that's what it's like. In a, that's like walking an aircraft. You take your hands off the controls and you press a button or you flick a switch as you're preparing for landing or you're reaching out to the the radio control tower. Or, you know that's exactly what I mean. If 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 I could have this setup where the joystick and the throttle were reversed for a left-handed pilot, I would never leave that chair ever. I would just be. I would just. I'd find a job that allowed me to stay in that chair forever. <laughs> Gleep, what are your thoughts on this? Because I know we were talking about this on the last show. We were. Uh, you see, that that flips my skirt. Yeah, you like the idea? I, I love that idea of having those right there in front of you. Because you could do stuff yes. like, uh, even when you weren't using the, the Rocat software, you could minimize that software and bring up a star chart on one of those things. Oh. And you could sit there. <gasps> You could sit there in your chair, like plot route, plot route, plot route. That works. Yeah, even all right. Plot that route. That, that Go. is a good idea. I may, I may have to start messing with the Roku stuff a little bit. Or Roku. Roku is uh, is for, for that, <laughs> yeah for cable access. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Roku. As I say, that's what we do when when you're flying in a plane that has an LCD display, like a lot of the modern Cessna and Piper aircraft do. That's what you do. You sit there at the airport at the tarmac. And you pull up your flight plan, you program the, the GPS system with where your flight route is, you program in all of the uh, radio frequencies that you're going to need to, to, to pass off to as you move from zone to zone, and you plan all that out. And then as you're flying, the computer just flips right over as you move from, from location to location, because it's all right there ready for nice. you. So seeing that sort of setup right there, it's just like, oh, that just makes me so happy. I have to share, I'm going to share that with my dad. He'll get a kick out yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's really, really it, – it inspires uh, a desire to want to, to actually mess with that software. So um, kudos, man. Nice job. Yeah. Well, let's real quick before we, before we uh, finish up here, let's go ahead and mention uh, Cobra Kev. Um, and he has a, a link in the uh, forums or a, a, a thread in the forums to, uh, looking back at uh, the history of PC simulations – uh, starts uh, starts off talking about uh, Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, um, so uh, and you know it's it's a, it's an interesting conversation. Go, so go check that out. We we want to get to it now, just because the next show here is not going to be for a while. So I uh, do want to get that. And uh, Lacandi uh, uh, posted a really nice, oh, Eve, um, yeah, Eve Online very, tip. Yep, very detailed Eve Online uh, tips. Uh, so. Uh, for uh, anyone that's uh, interested in joining us out there in EVE Online, um, you know, go check that thread out. There will be a link in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, and, and do check out uh, Track Mirror's uh, uh, Power Grid because that looks yeah, so and, cool. and the way that's, yeah, Jimmy, that's exactly what I was imagining when we were yeah, talking, talking about it about earlier. Yeah, no, show. totally. Um, and, and the way that it's laid out, the, the way that he has uh, access for it is very clever. I really, I really like his setup. It's very nicely done. It is very, very so, well done. I'm going to have to throw in my comment on this looking back at PC simulations, and I'm going to have to put in my, my two cents for IL2. There uh-huh. you go. Nice. Absolutely. So moving Absolutely. on, we have not talked about org members. We have not talked about Sunday meetups. The last show was all-encompassing on uh, the spectrum of gameplay, griefing, and harassing. So, Gleep, what's, what's, what's been going on? What's been, what's been happening? Well... We are going to, again, um, it's lightning round, and I'm Johnny Lightning. Oh, man. Hold I'm on. I'm holding on. Uh, Ace, in three words or less, describe to me poop pose of victory. Uh, three words or less. That's one word. Get down to two now. Death. Never, never mind. In <laughs> victory. <laughs> ship blown up. I guess that's five words, but death in victory, the- ship blown up. There you go. Uh, if your well, ship gets blown up and you're in a, a co-pilot chair or any other chair, when it detonates, you don't remove move out of that pose. You're still stuck in the seated pose, so it looks like you're pooping. 
And you're just floating there out in space, just sort of squatting over in front of a joystick. Pooping. All right. Well, so Sunday meetups, we've had a few of them since last time we talked about them. And uh, we're, we've been getting uh, a good player counts. Uh, some nights we had, I think the, the most we had out in, in one, at one time was 25 players. Um, uh, last night we had about 15. I was not able to make it up, but Mark uh, let me know there were about 15 people out. And uh, the division is still hot. Lots of people playing Ark. Ark is, Ark is on fire. Uh, a couple people uh, playing Life is Feudal, Star Citizen, and EVE Online. So lots of different games being played. Uh, folks are coming out, so definitely um, do come by Versecast.org. Check out our TeamSpeak server. Uh, just jump in the room of uh, the uh, game you want to play or you know, pop into a room where there are some folks and introduce yourself if you've not been out before and um, you know, uh, make some friends, play some games. Um, in the org, we are now up to 309 members. Uh, Starman joined us, said, really like the podcast, guys. Thought I would come join the guys with ships. I've been excited about this game since I heard about it on YouTube one day. I'm 35. I do lawn care for a living and listen to the podcast on high while on the mower That's all day. That's amazing. And, <laughs> and listening to Robert Jordan books. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm busy in the summer, but in winter, it's game on. Right now, I have, I just have the starter pack, but I'm going to pick up the new Misk mining ship next week. So it was a while ago that he joined the org. Uh, so uh, hopefully he was able to get one of the uh, prospectors and a good explorer ship sometime this summer. And maybe a few more by summer's end just to help back the game. I'm lucky enough to have one of those wives at home that supports me and my gaming Hope to see you all in the galaxy somewhere. I'll be out exploring the far reaches of space because winter is coming. You know, Jimmy, we forgot to spoil Game of Thrones uh, in the first show. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Right. I don't think anybody's complaining. Uh, no, probably not. Hargum A. Mathor joined us. Said, hey, guys, I love your podcast. I listen to you whenever I can, ca- I can to catch up on all things Star Citizen. I just heard on your latest podcast that you have an org. I would love to join up for all of your shenanigans in the verse. I bought an Aurora MR game package in June 2015 and have been following Star Citizen, Star Citizen religiously ever since. I am not in game a ton right now, but I try to be a few times a week. Once the game goes... Uh, the full game goes online. I will be a mostly casual player, probably spending most of my time in trading, mining, exploring. I am a father of three, age seven and younger, so I am usually on after their bedtime. I hope to be able to have fun exploring the verse with all y'all. So uh, welcome, uh, Hargum, and uh, absolutely, that's that's why we're here, is for folks that have... Um, uh, you know, you know, a lot of time to play, and folks that have a little little time to play. We want to be a community that that provides uh, folks to friends to play with uh, for everyone uh, to whatever uh, level of commitment they can uh, commit. So, We've also got a bunch of late night owls, so don't worry about finding yeah, people at late true. at night. We'll be there. That's true. Sefzer yep. uh, joined us. Said hi, guys. Been listening to the podcast for some time now. Though now was the best time to join up since I finally got my Hotas up and running. Da, 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 da. He got okay. So some one of you uh, Hotai guys are going to have to uh, translate for me. What's a full CH plus G thirteen? So CH is the CH products throttle uh, Hotas and mm-hmm. possibly pedals. Ah, oh, very Ooh. nice. Found Star Citizen through a friend and been hooked ever since around the 43 million mark. That's been a while because uh, it was like, yeah, that was before I joined in the early part of 2014. So um, I constantly check the website for updates because I am far too excited for this space sim to finally take off. Most of the time I should be working. I have a 325A Super Hornet LTI and Aurora MR. I aim to gear towards industry, mining, and science Overall, I'm an active subscriber, but I want to try and get some of the larger ships in game rather than through purchase, though everything helps fund the game in the end. It's nice to hear people talking, you know, about that's that's why they're backing is not only for the pretty ships, but also because, you know, they're, they're helping fund the yeah, game. Absolutely. Well, that, at the end of the day, that's the point, you know, is all of these ships are earnable in game. So, you know, if you want to earn them in game then you can you know get back star citizen and basically buy the game for you know what forty dollars forty five dollars yeah yeah it's pretty cheap but i i I like that spirit i like that uh backing backing the project Mm -hmm. spirit i like that his list of his his goal is mining and industry 
but he clearly has fighters. <laughs> well, you know, you got to get there somehow. <laughs> it's the thing to do right yeah. now. Look forward to seeing you all in the verse. P.S. I'm based out of the U.K., so hey, from the other side of the pond. So, hey. Uh, Razor joined us, said, hey, guys, love the podcast. Been listening for a while now. Learned about Star Citizen through another podcast I listened to. So far, I have an Origin 315P Explorer, but may soon add one of the whole variants to my hangar. Looking forward to the next podcast. Keep up the awesome work. Bob your, Smack. I say, love hmm? your scooters there, buddy. Love your scooters. <laughs> Bob Smack joined us, said, Hey guys, I found your podcast recently and wanted to join an org that has people actually playing with each other. This seems like the right place. Yes, we are. Uh, Trackmere um, uh, joined us. Um, isn't Trackmere who we were just talking about earlier? Yes. Yes, with the... With the Already with the, dropping the work, great the posts. You're dropping great posts, just join the org. Hi guys with ships, I have been listening to the podcast for many moons and have finally decided to join the best damn those guys in the verse. If you will take me, of course we'll take you. I come preloaded with a Carrick, Star G, and Jean Scout. Note, all ships may melt if stared at for too long. Oh, isn't that the truth? Hope to see you all in the verse, Trackmere. And uh, yeah, I like he gives me a little enunciation guide there. That's good. That's, he knows me. <laughs> Igor Borislav joined us, said, Greetings, ship guys. I came across Star Citizen only a few weeks ago watching Devil Dog Gamers videos and have been interested in space games since early Star Trek, or since Star Trek in the early 70s. Couldn't help but throw some money at it. Both Kinetic Void and Entropy looked promising when I bought them, but ultimately left me unsatisfied. And now they sit in my Steam library mocking me. For the moment, I have only the beginner Aurora MR. I'm uncertain in which direction to take my future spaceman career, and I didn't want my money. I didn't water my money tree sufficiently when I was young, and now it bears meager fruit. Boy, oh boy! So, just buying one of everything isn't an option. I need to buy a better video card too. As a member of the organization, I am open to filling a variety of roles from cannon fodder. You like that. Someone's going to volunteer. Oh, hey, cannon <laughs> fodder over me, here. Shoot me out of the cannon. It's perfect. <laughs> I, think, I think we actually had a few uh, episodes of, um, of Ace's Flight Academy where uh, folks were volunteering for cannon fodder. We did. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts. Um, as a member of a variety of roles, cannon fodder, recon, mining, exploration, security, engineering, or medical to piloting giant ships, but the last one would probably not be a good idea. I'm not especially talkative, but I will speak if I have something to say. Also, my comments sometimes sound better in my head than when they come out. God, boy, this, this, I, I can relate to this guy. Thanks for your time and have a great day. I was and really then, hoping he would make a reference to being a mad scientist with a name like Igor Borislav. That is a good mad scientist. a great mad scientist name. Yeah. Uh, Solomon Kane joined us today, actually. Um, hey, guys, I've been listening to your podcast, and your org seems to be just right for me. I'm former Marine Corps and law enforcement. Hey, Black Guard, nice. Black Guard. Hello, calling Black Hoorah. Guard. He feels, he feels our org is um, porridge. <laughs> <laughs> I've pledged for a civilian hornet, but plan on melting it soon for something different. I've been playing Elite Dangerous a lot. Lately, but plan on returning to Star Citizen now that more aspects of the game have been released. So welcome, welcome all y'all to the organization. Over at the website, we've got some some uh, new members as well. Uh, EU Genius joined us, as did Razor, Trackmere, Rimmer, Ace Rimmer, Nitrocants, and Whistlenut. That's a I like name. that last one. Whistlenut. Um, and we got some emails uh, to the uh, show. Uh, Baby Unvamp emailed us and said, Hey guys, I've been following Star Citizen since Kickstarter, but only recently decided to jump in with Persistence just around the corner. I'm going to jump into this game with both feet and want a good organization to enjoy it with. I love the personalities on the show, and I think I would fit in great with your community, but I have one major concern. And he quotes from our, um, from our webpage, We endorse playing any of the roles explicitly supported by the game's rules and mechanics. Uh, that's, that's part of our manifesto, I think. Uh, it's either the manifesto or the charter, one of, one of the two. And um, he says, My concern with this statement is, if I understand correctly, you are open to pirates and merchants, bounty hunters, and the hunted all at once. I see myself as mostly a mostly peaceful player that will be 
that will do trading and cargo runs with occasional Merc work for the UEE. Are there in-game protections to stop someone from the same org coming after me? I'm imagining a scenario where I'm in voice chat with the org and say, anyone mind escorting my cargo ship? And the pirates in the org hear me get turned down and know I'm flying solo and see this as an opportunity. Is the rift between pirates and merchants in this game too large to overcome with org membership, or will PvP not be allowed against org members? The uh, TLDR version of his uh, question is, what is your stance on inter-org PvP? Looking forward to hearing from you. Sorry if this is rambling. Sincerely, baby you vamp. So anyway, great questions. Yeah. Uh, uh, Topic for uh, like six more shows. Well, we've, <laughs> I was going to say that that is a discussion for an entirely extra episode. We've we've actually touched on this in the past. Yeah, and, yeah, and the short answer is um, uh, that we don't know what the org uh, the org mechanics are going to be like that are going to be provided by, to us by CIG, and then also we are kicking around ideas about sub orgs and. Um, and how we manage um, uh, uh, a membership within those. So it's um, it's definitely it's definitely a um, a long term work in progress, and um, it's um, how it's actually going to. I mean, I've got it all figured out in my head how it works in theory. <laughs> how it's going to work in practice? That's going to be that's going to be a little bit harder to. Um, uh, to uh, to say this far out, uh, so um, you know, but we are aware of it and uh, we are concerned about it. We don't. We one of the other lines in our in one of our um, let's see the, the manifesto or the charter is that you know that that membership in the organization um, um, is we're we're not we're not down with people using the organization for disingenuous purposes. You can't you can't come up and say hi, friend, and then use you know hang out at the water cooler and then use information there um, against people later on. That's just not cool. I'd, so, I'd like to um, think, when when we had talked about this previously, I'd like to think that the the organi- organization will encourage um, people to work together. In other words, pirates like, you know, you find out that uh, a, a cargo hall is going to be going through uh, a certain pirate sector. I would like to think that our pirates would be like, you know, dude, you, you don't want to you don't want to go that route, or or you want to go that route during this time because there won't be a lot of pirates there. Um, <clears throat> look, uh, look here, buddy. I uh, I heard I couldn't help but hear you're going through the right. uh, Z right, sector. Right, right. You might want to avoid that. There's going to be some nasty space weather there. Take the long right, way. exactly. Trust you me. know, um, or or the the flip side of that. You know, um, I get a message from one of our bounty hunters going, "Hey, dude, that cargo you dropped last month, yeah, that org put a bounty on your head. You might want to lay low, or you might want to, you know, um, you know, spoof your 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 tags for a little while, or something like right. that." Whereas, you know, I, and same on my end. You know, if someone's like, "Hey, look, I found this, you know, highly illegal thing, and I don't know what to do with it." And I don't know any smugglers. I'll be like, all right, well, I'll take a, you know, I'll take a ten percent commission. Give it to me, and I'll get it to where you need it to go. So I like to think that that the organization will sponsor um, us all working together. Pirates can still be pirates. Bounty hunters can still be bounty hunters. Um, you know, cargo haulers can still be cargo haulers. Miners can still be miners. But within the confines of our organization, it's a brother and sisterhood. And so, a I'd like to think that a pirate in our organization stumbling onto a cargo hauler in our organization would be like, God, you'd be a really good target. But you know, we're brothers or sisters, so turn it around and get out of here quickly before I change my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. TGWS, the org with criminal ties. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't a know what shady, you're talking about. A shady, no. a, the shady wing of TGWS. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm sorry. Overruled. I, I, <laughs> I move. I move cargo, and I, uh, I move uh, data information for um, legitimate organizations. I don't know what you're talking but about. But if I wanted to move a thing, do you know a I know, guy? I know who a guy. That I know a guy. A place? I know a guy. Okay. I know a guy. All right. Okay, so just you know, big picture, kind of how you know at a, at a first pass, uh, I've been looking at it is TGWS is a big organization, and we're all members of it. Um, we want to be members for our professions and for the the kind of gameplay that we want to do. We can belong to a sub organization, or as Dietrich used to call them, battalions. Um, um, you know what we're going to call them, we don't know yet, but. 
when you're you know you have to you have to be smart too. So if you're if you're going to be um, um, uh, doing cargo as a profession, then then you know you have a sub org that maybe does cargo and you don't share sensitive information yeah, that with too. Um, with people when you're when you're in chat with the main group. That, yeah, probably a good that's, idea. That's probably a good idea as well. Yeah, absolutely. Work in progress. Soon, TM. Soon, TM. Soon, TM. Don't make me get this oh, back. Oh, no. He's like, you left one person. Oh, There's still one person left. Hmm? You, you got another uh, email to read. Did you? Yeah, you got one well, more email. Yeah, I was going to. If you guys would let it's me getting finish. Late. We're getting loopy. <laughs> Saturn sent me an email. He said hi. And he sent it to me. He didn't send it to you guys. He sent it to me. Uh, said, hi, Gleep. First, let me introduce myself. I am Saturn, uh, a general sci-fi fan, as many of the people following Star Citizen and in your organization are. I have been thinking about joining TGWS for a while since discovering the podcast. I haven't. <laughs> don't ask me why, as I don't have a real answer. Those guys with ships really does seem to have a great community, and good people are critical to making games worth playing. How true is Very. that? It, really true. This I found to be critically true for EVE Online. I haven't played the game since 2013, but hearing your enthusiasm for trying it has piqued my interest in trying it again. I originally started in 2011, played for a year or so, and then again in 2013 for about eight months or so. I don't know everything, but I do know a bit about the game. On to the point. Currently, I know no one playing EVE right now, but want to play again. And while I can't say I know... Ace, could you move your name, please? No, my apologies. <laughs> for Well, I can't say I know you or your org mates. I wouldn't mind signing up for a stint in your corp. TGW5, that is our... Um, Eve Online uh, Corporation. If you would have me, um, and his uh, he signed it, uh, Caleb Buell, aka Saturn. So, um, <clears throat> uh, kind of the, the way right now in Eve Online, we have a um, very small corporation. Um, I'm not even the the guys that started it, uh, Vendus and, and Johnny Eleven Bravo, are smart enough to not give me any uh, admin rights because they know I just screw it up. Um, so um, I. You need to talk to one of them uh, to add you to the corporation, and I will mention that to them when I speak to them. Uh, but uh, definitely just come out, look for um, uh, for somebody, um, and this goes for all the games. You know, Just come out to the website, versecast.org, look at the TeamSpeak server, and see um, you know, who's playing what game. Uh, the, there are rooms set up for... Uh, for uh, all the different games right now. There's a lot of people in the ARC um, uh, channel playing that. So, um, you know, if you see someone in the, in the EVE Online channel, pop out, say hi, introduce yourself. Um, uh, wherever it is that I am, you can pop in and say, hey, um, I sent you an email. Uh, can you help me out? And I'll do the best that I can um, to, uh, to put you in touch with the person that can uh, get you set up. So uh, looking forward to getting more folks out uh, into uh, EVE Online uh, so that we can uh, begin moving out of um, high sec into um, uh, more dangerous, uh, more profitable areas. So, uh, want to encourage uh, anyone who is at all interested uh, to uh, come come help us. So. Yeah, you see, if, if you were given access and ownership of the org, you'd pull one of those great Eve Online heists and steal all the tens of isks from the org. Tell no one. I'm working. I'm working up to that slowly. <clears throat> All right. Well, so guys, um, two point four. What do you think? Can't, can't come soon <laughs> enough. God, it's 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 got to be out by the time this show airs. It's got to. One be. hopes. Yeah, I'm gonna. But um, until then, um, uh, we also uh, we have our Sunday meetups. So definitely watch watch for the tweets on that. So and then come out any any other time too, because that's 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 why we have this all set up is so that when you're available to come game, see who else is out and available, and uh, make some friends and play some games. Sound good? I like it. Works I for like me. It a lot. All right. So the only thing left to do is to please go to Engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a broadcast of one of our shows every Saturday afternoon. 
The show is now available on the Google Play Music. You can get it on the Google Play Music app for Android, iPhone, and on the interwebs for your computer. And your progress for each episode is synced across all the platforms. How cool is that? It's really cool. Let me tell you. You can reach the podcast. Email us at comms at versecast.org. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Please do be sure to use the hashtag TGWS. Our RSI Star Citizen org can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash Versecast. Please upvote us there on the RSI Community Hub in the podcast and Deep Space Radar sections. Links are in the show notes. On Steam, we are those guys with ships. And please, please, please do be sure to check out our gaming community website. It is versecast.org. Now, Ace, I'm not going to steal your thunder tonight, okay? All right. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy? Good night, Gracie. Oh! <laughs> oh! That was just well, mean. to be fair... To be fair, since we don't have Jonto here to do the engine sting, and we don't have Mark here to do his crazy new venture, somebody's got to pull the rug out from underneath us. <laughs> oh, man. I do, I do miss uh, uh, Mark's improv. Well, funny you should mention that. Um, in the spirit of Mark, um, oh, I no. feel I oh, should no. share with you a project um, uh, Mark is working on. Um, privately uh, he has been um, combining ingredients and flavors to uh, create uh, Mark's pork rub <laughs> this is a delightful delightful rub that he would like to see everyone put on their pork rub it in work it hard season it just right Mark's pork rub oh no available soon oh, no. on a website near you <laughs> coming to a theater near you. Oh no! Wait, no, no. That's the, that. That's a different kind of pork rub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, my name is Jimmy. Yeah, I'm most chatty on Twitter. My links are or contacts are in the show notes. Ace. Oh, good night, Gracie. Uh, Thank you. My name is Ace Azamine. You can find me most chatty here in the Teamspeak channel. Um, my contact information is in the show notes. Uh, feel free to email me or send me a message on Steam. But I'm most often here, and you just drop a line and uh, say hello. Yes, Ace, Ace is, is, is one of the most approachable people in our group. So anytime that you uh, come by the TeamSpeak server and if you see Ace online, do not hesitate to drop into whatever room he's in and uh, say, Ace, Ace, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me right now, Ace. It's true. You keep saying that, but one of these days I'm going to come onto the channel with me having a terrible mood. And sometimes <laughs> come and be like, hey, Ace, and be like, Quiet. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, oh, okay. That's not going to yeah, happen. I don't see that happening. Probably not. I don't see that happening. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, we are those guys with ships, and this has been our community podcast. See you guys. Bye. I hope I did more justice with, um, with the, um, pork, the pork, pork rub. rub. He wants, just wants you to put it on, on your meat. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>